Hi, everyone. Just wanted to let you know Jim and Steve Watch a Show are now on social media. Please follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Jim and Steve Watch a Show. Feel free to give them suggestions for shows to watch or even a nerd challenge idea. Thanks for listening. I don't know why, I, I, but I had to go back and actually like get the name of the, the zone, the Peterborough Enterprise Zone. It's so funny. I looked up the exact same thing because I wanted to know what about Peterborough. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't look that deep into it, but I was like, I know they're trying to like sell people on something, but I like, I, I couldn't catch the name. I don't know why I was like, coming. it was over. really funny. Yeah. Okay. So are you, Oh, you I'm ready? ready to roll, man. All right. So here we go. Season two. Are you excited? Very. Season, season two, episode one. Jim and Steve, watch your show. And watch a show you'll never see. All right, welcome everybody to Jim and Steve Watch a Show, Season 2, Episode 1. In this episode, we are going to take a look at the show Hyperdrive. My name is Jim. I am Steve. And Steve, would you like to tell everybody what our podcast is all about? So, as we say in every episode, there are so many options out there amongst all the streaming services, and sometimes it's very hard to pick a show. Uh, we try to pick shows that you might overlook for one reason or another, watch the first episode, and discuss it and recommend whether or not we would watch the entire thing. And we like to start off with a little background information about the, the series. And uh, so, what you, what you come up with for, for Hyperdrive? So Hyperdrive at the time of this episode is on Amazon Prime. It has two seasons. Each season is six episodes, so 12 total episodes. It uh, had the premiere on January 11th of 06 and ran until August 16th of 07. It stars Nick Frost, who I'm guessing most people probably know from the Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, yeah. uh, that, that whole run of movies. He's the chubby guy, not the little guy. <laughs> and uh, he, I think he probably plays himself as he does in all the movies. He's, he's kind of the bumbling fool kind of guy, but we'll get more into that. Uh, right. So it is a British show, and it has a lean runtime of about 30 minutes per episode. Yeah, easy watch. <laughs> yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought, too, that this is the first time we've had like an actor – I think with any kind of draw that we knew of. Um, <laughs> and, 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 Unless you count a certain movie that we watched. Oh, that's true. <laughs> oh, that's, that's true. I take that back. For, um, for 15 minutes for and a lot of awkward <laughs> fighting. For 15 minutes, we had some, some star, some star power. But this one, I was thinking of like the show. I'm like, yeah, Nick Frost is, I don't know how popular he was in, what was it was 2006, right? Yeah, so, and so this is after Shaun of the Dead. So oh. I think like, he was pretty much into his prime whenever this this show was made. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, then, then probably a good draw. Really, yeah, a good draw for sure. All right, so now on to the, the summary challenge, and we like to try to summarize the the basic tenets of the first episode in a minute or so. Uh, I'm up this time around, so I must give uh, my best shot to summarize this this first episode. And it being a sci-fi show. Uh, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of names. There's a lot of places. There's a lot of 
races and I didn't know how much detail to go into. So hopefully I don't get bogged down in the, in the details here. So I'm going to do my best to get some broad strokes. So, so here we go. Um, there's a spaceship full of people from, from Britain. I'm going to start off general. <laughs> uh, in this first uh, episode, it really introduces most of the main characters. And from what I understand, uh, the mission of the spaceship is just to kind of look out for British interests in space, which I think is, is kind of kind of clever. Uh, there's you get introduced to the commander, which is Nick Nick Frost plays the commander Henderson. There's some kind of diplomatic officer Teal, and like a security guy named Mister York. And this first episode centers around kind of like a trade negotiation or business deal with a uh, with a race of um, people called the Glish and some hilarity ensues and the tr trade deal kind of falls through the Glish leave a gift for everybody on board. Um, they're able to try to court someone from another race. I think he's from an Uberon from Uberon, like an isolationist to try to get the deal through. And again, I don't want to give too much away, but um, that deal also <laughs> falls through. Uh, they're kind of stuck at stuck at the end. So that's my summary. That was good. That was very oh, good. Thanks. Well, I'll give it a shot. I, I think you covered all the high points. I, okay. I believe this one, I think it's supposed to occur in the year 2151. Yeah. And as you would say, it is a British crew other than they seem to have one, I guess, kind of cyborg artificial intelligence that steers the ship um it's the name of the ship is the hms camden lock i tried to see if that was some kind of a joke in itself i didn't come up with anything but okay uh, as you said they are trying to sign other races up to either buy into or open businesses in peterborough which is a town in england okay. uh they go to multiple alien races. Some of them won't even hear them out. And it's kind of funny because it's almost like a telemarketing call and yeah. then others they meet in person, but it just doesn't go well. And again, hilarity ensues. <laughs> it does. So yours is much more detailed than mine. No, um, I, I think that was good. I, I forgot the name of the, the ship and you said that's not a, an inside well, joke or reference. Maybe it is. And I just couldn't figure it out. I looked it up to see if like it was a ha ha kind of thing and I, I didn't okay. find anything on it. Now, that's interesting. I, I'm, I'm glad you clarified that for me. So the Peterborough Enterprise Zone is on Earth. I couldn't figure that out. Is that like I thought yes. it was like some plot in space, or no? This uh, is this like is and so Earth. this is the point of interest, right? Okay. Uh, so uh, Peterborough is a town of about two hundred thousand people in, I believe, northern England. Okay. And so what's so funny about this is they mention that. Americans are in space. The British are in space. Uh, I think they talk about either the Japanese or the Chinese. Like, Chinese, so I think. Different nations are also in space. And it's like they're all competing with each other to make these deals with alien races. Right. And so basically it's, it's a, I guess by American standards, a pretty small city. But they're trying to get alien races to like, come on down and open a shop or, or you know, support our government. Okay. That makes so much more sense. I don't know how yeah. I missed that. <laughs> I was thinking it was like some some plot out in space they were trying to sell you, like some bear <laughs> plot of space, like some kind of scam. But that makes no, way, it's way a town more sense. Thing. Yeah, it makes so much more sense. Okay, <laughs> well done. So I, I I needed the summary maybe more than the audience did. All right. Um, okay. So on to points of interest and clarification needed 
for the show. So what were some things that maybe people would need to know in order to get the most enjoyment out of watching this first episode, would you think? Well, and I think this kind of just goes along with the point about Peterborough is if you have some basic knowledge of England, Mm. I think that would just help clarify a couple of tidbits. But even if you didn't have that, I think you'd still enjoy the show. Sure. Um, But it, it just makes it a little bit clearer kind of what they're talking about. Yeah. Clearly went over went over my, <laughs> my head. Uh, so that that would be helpful um the other thing i thought was i i know there's a, a pretty big lineage of sci-fi shows in um in britain and the bbc i don't know all of them i know some of them and i wonder if there's some inside jokes they're referencing in, in this one and um i mean it's definitely for people who are sci-fi fans so oh yeah I was, so i was kind of wondering if if you knew more of the BBC related sci-fi shows that you would get more enjoyment out of it. I I honestly don't know. Well, and I think neither of us probably have enough background in British sci-fi to to kind of get the intertwining of them. Right. Um, And the other thing I thought was um, that if you're familiar with other sci-fi shows, it's going to follow kind of a similar formula. So it won't be foreign to you. Right. It's going to follow like a, a Star Trek kind of plot or, or something like that. Um, so what about positives and, and strengths? What, what did you like about this show? So my favorite part of, of this episode was actually, I don't know if he's the head security guy, that the York. Mr. York, yeah. I, I thought he by far was the most entertaining part of this because he's clearly – somewhat unbalanced. Yeah, that's that's putting it one way. (laughs) He had multiple opportunities to solve the main problem in this in this episode and he He didn't basically on purpose. Right. And And it just was very funny to me. Did you catch um I think it was sort of a reference to aliens, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you for man, like I know this reference. What what is this? And so that was that was really clever, and that was kind yep. of fun. The fun that they put that in there. So he was the draw for for you. That's what for, you like for that. me because uh, you know we talk about different accents, and he, he just comes off as so dry. Yeah, like he, there's no excitement. He never changes his tone or his pitch, and I, I just thought he played it really well. Yeah, and some of his lines are a little bizarre. Like even at the end when he's talking to the injured guy at yeah. the end, you're kind of like. That was sort of an odd exchange. Yeah, this, right? this guy's not all there, right? Yeah. So, so, so I, I think maybe as you go into more episodes, it's going to get more ridiculous. Yeah, that unpredictability can be a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, so for me, um, I'm a Nick Frost fan, so he's very likable as as the lead. And you know, I'm a fan of, of Star Trek, but what I liked about this was it's not quite as straight laced as Star Trek, a little bit more irreverent. And yep. seeing as this came out and 2006 it, it reminds me of something like the orville where right. it's, it's it's trying to have fun with this this genre and kind of do some some things that are outside the box but this was several years before that so um i thought that was kind of a, a cool take on it and yep. um i i and i honestly can't believe I've, I've never heard of this show this is right up my alley same here i, I was <laughs> shocked because i you know i've seen I'd say the majority of the Nick Frost movies, and you think you'd somehow heard of this. Yeah. Um, so that kind of blew my mind. It's like, wow, here's a sci-fi show that has Well, Nick we're Frost looking for those diamonds in the rough, and we found one. <laughs> you, did, you did a good job. <laughs> uh, so weaknesses and, and drawbacks, anything that 
you didn't like about it or if you thought it was a, a weak a weak spot well, on, the, on the show? I guess this kind of continues your point that you almost can't help but compare it to shows like Star Trek or like the Orville. And I don't know if that's really a, a good or a bad thing because obviously there are similarities, but there are also some differences. So I, I guess if you really have a love for one of those other shows, you may not like this one as much. Yeah. And the only other, I guess, potential weakness would be, I was hoping to find out how he got this ship, uh, yeah. meaning Nick Frost, because yeah. in the other shows of this type, generally the first episode kind of goes into the, the the captain's background. Yeah. Well, well, Nick Frost, and it's not really a secret, he kind of plays this bumbling, like, I don't know what I'm doing kind of, and I got it's like, well, how in the hell did you get your own ship? <laughs> right. And maybe, and maybe they go into that a couple episodes down the road. But watching the first one, he makes the wrong decision every single step of the way. And you just like, how did this? Even in a comedy, like there had to be a, a reason he got the ship. Right? Is he related to an admiral or something? Yeah, right. Yeah, and that would have explained it. That would have explained right. it. Right. Um, no. That, um, yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. Where you definitely get dropped in the first episode without a lot of context. Yep. And, a, and a lot of these shows, it's often like a two-parter when they start these off. Like Star Trek will start with like a two-parter where you get, you know, Next Gen had a two-parter where you get all the context of the characters and where everybody's coming from. Yeah, like here's a young boy on a farm and then he looks up in the sky and next thing you know, he's in yeah. the, the Fleet Academy or whatever. Exactly. And here you start off and they're already in space and you've kind of skipped all of that. Yeah, and that might be, I don't know if they're pulling an episode out of order, the one that they thought was stronger to start with. It's, it's always right. hard, hard to tell. But I think you're right. Some additional context might be helpful. Um, the only thing I had down with a uh, down was if you're not a sci-fi fan or or maybe if it gets, and I don't know if it gets really heavy into referencing other um, source materials, it may not be for you. Um, Agreed. And like any of these episodic sci-fi shows, the premise could wear thin after several episodes, several episodes, if they don't get kind of creative and inventive with the, with the writing. I think everything's here for an interesting show, but you know, you don't, it could wear, wear thin. Like I said, yeah, well, you know, you go back to the sixties with star Trek, every episode, you could kind of know what to expect before you ever turn it on. Like, well, they have to either get a distress call, go on an alien planet or someone attacks them or take somebody captive sure and then then they figure it out yeah monster of the week and yep uh yeah a lot of criticism is there's like 45 minutes of problem on the show and then five minutes of resolve uh or resolution uh but this first episode didn't quite play like that so i'm i'm hopeful that it's inventive enough that it kind of keeps you guessing but that is a potential weakness of shows like this absolutely Uh, so would we watch the entire season? How many seasons total did you say so there were? Two seasons, 12 total episodes across both. So this is another one that, you know, in six hours of time, you could have watched all of it. Yes, yeah, that's, that's so, an easy ask. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I think if you like this type of show, I, I, I think absolutely, yeah, you watch the whole thing. I, I think I would. I, I think I'll watch another episode of this. Yep. Well, because I want to find out. His, I want to know what, how he get this ship. See, it's already working. They must have the hooks that are right in me. In. <laughs> they got <laughs> me. <laughs> All right. So how does – now, we talked a little bit about this in the last season, about how we were going to start off this season. And 
correct me if I'm wrong, if we discuss this, our top pick from last time was, was creamer. We thought that was the best show that we, we that is correct. Um, so we can either start fresh or kind of compare this with with Creamery, or at least keep Creamery in the the pool for the for the season since it won last time. Yeah, uh, and I think maybe the way to go is we've already seen it, so we we know where we put it, uh, yeah. and we just say, well, do you think this is better or maybe worse than Creamery? Yeah. And we just it, it would be hilarious. I mean, I, hopefully not, but it'd be really funny if Premier was still number one at the end of this season. <laughs> like <funny>. what? <laughs> like, this is gonna be a long season. Premier yeah. still number one. Creamery, <laughs> still number one. All right. Uh, so, what do you think? That, that's a tough call. It's so apples and oranges on on these. Yeah, so. they're really different shows, and yeah. they have a lot of similarities. Because if I remember, Creamery was only six total episodes. It was also and, and it, it was a half hour runtime, like mm-hmm. a really lean show. Uh, which interesting is, premise which is important to us <laughs> yeah yeah obviously it is very very important to us because we have no attention span we have no attention span so over an hour we're out uh so do you want do you, do you want to make a, a claim yet or or do you want me uh why don't you go ahead and go first Ooh, wow i don't know if this is just a recency effect but i because i'm such a sci-fi nerd i i think i would put this over creamery well personally and, you know what? I think I agree with you. Okay. Uh, I was thinking about it kind of t- to myself as I was watching it. And I really, really liked Creamery, but I think maybe I, w- I would do the same. Yeah. So I guess that means that this first show of season two is better than every single show yep. that we watched in, in season one. <laughs> <laughs> we found a, a diamond in the rough. So that, yes, that's we excellent. did. All right. So on to the, the nerd challenge and you get the uh, honor of being the, the first victim of our nerd challenge. This We will season. see how this goes. I did try to keep it thematic with, with, with hyperdrive. Oh, I like that. Cause there's so many shows, like we said, that kind of have this, this premise. So I started to think, and I'm curious how you're going to answer these questions. I have three different questions. Okay. Uh, so the, the basic premise is if you had to join a long-term space mission, would you? And here's three different questions I'd like you to answer. So like a long-term space mission, like they got going on hyperdrive or Star Trek or, or okay. what have you. Would you want it, would you want this to take place in the near future, the distant future, or somewhere in between? Because this takes place sort of like in the near future. That's question one. Question two is what kind of vessel would you like to be on? Would you like to be on something like the Enterprise? more of a commercial ship or a military ship? Like what's, what's kind of your speed there. And then third, like what role would you like to play on whatever ship you pick? You want to be in command. You want to be a civilian. You want to be the bartender and 10 forward. Like what's, what's your, I'm trying to get at like, what's your ideal long-term space mission? Those are good questions. And I think for the first one, I would say the distant future. And the reason why I say that is, I read a lot of sci-fi. I watch a lot of sci-fi. The not too distant future always is like, well, we lose a lot of ships in hyperspace or, (laughs) or like, you know, we haven't met all the aliens yet. And sometimes we just all die. Yeah. I I think I'd rather get past that point, which kind of goes into conflict with my next answer. Okay. I think an exploration vessel would be the most interesting. Yeah. But so I guess I'd like the technology to be sound. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> but not everything has been explored yet, so you can still go out there and find something new. 
Yeah, you want your transporter to work. You don't want to be guessing every time you beam down to the planet. <laughs> That's uh, right. I, like, I, I, I totally get we that. live or die? The distant future then, with solid tech and an exploratory Yeah, I, yeah give me solid tech, but not everything is explored. And then I guess for the third question, I, I'm leaning towards a security type position. Uh, oh. But I want to be the kind of security that still gets to go on the planet. Like, I don't want to hang out on the ship, but I don't want to yeah. be a red shirt either. So I guess <laughs> I want to be in charge of security. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you want to be a main character who's not going to get killed off on an away mission. That That is my goal. Yes. But, but in the security field or right. perhaps a security consultant of some, some sort. I don't mind consulting. I can do that too. <laughs> That's excellent. That gives me a really good picture of kind of what your ideal space adventure might might be like well and so um, what about you now i gotta know yeah i i have to agree that the near future and i've seen a lot of those prequel shows they they have of of franchises that i like and it's always like they're trying to figure out the tech like you said and people are, are dying and relationships with other aliens are, are straight yeah, <laughs> yeah and yeah death is around every corner <laughs> doesn't matter if you're red shirt or not and I think you're right. The distant future technology is is sound. So I guess I would go either in between or distant future. So tech sound, but there's still something fun to do. As far as a, a vessel is concerned, I, I would agree that the Enterprise paints such a, a lovely picture of an ex- exploration vessel. I mean, that's yep. that's the ideal. Although I did toy with what's a commercial ship look like because you have something like Alien, right, where they're on like a, a they're like on a company ship, right? Right. And although nothing ever goes really well on any of <laughs> right. those, those commercial ships, so maybe the exploration ship is, is best. Uh, and I think the last one, I think I I would almost like to be maybe just somebody living on the the ship because okay. as much as I like the adventure and stuff, like Starfleet officers and are always so stressed out. <laughs> They've always got so much work to do. So maybe you're just like the gardener for like the, the, the biological, you know, the botany section of the, the ship or something. So you know? like whenever they zoom in and they show the captain and his first lieutenant having a tense conversation in the cafeteria, you're the dude in the background, like watering the ferns. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's nice. Okay. You get to go on all the adventures. There's no responsibility other than maybe keeping the plants alive. And I mean, I guess you don't get to go on away missions and stuff, but, um, but you also don't, don't have to go on away missions. <laughs> you don't have to go on away yeah. missions. You are, you're not a red shirt. So I don't know. I think I'll spin it that way and say, I, no, that, I, that's really I, good. And that, that is safe. <laughs> that, safe. That is smart. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, uh, I hope you enjoyed or hope everybody enjoyed our, uh, our first show back in season two, where we took a look at, at hyperdrive. And please stay tuned when we uh, for for our next episode where we take a look at another show out there in the streaming universe. Again, I'm I'm Jim. I am Steve, and thank you, everybody. Jim and Steve, they watch a show. They watch a show that you never seen.